beautiful people. You know what time it is. Ladies and gents, guys and dolls, and everyone in between. Gather round. Get you something real nice to sip on and comfy to slip on. Cause it's time for Smut Club. Here's your hosts, Chelsea and Hannah. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Smut Club. (laughs) Hi, y'all. I'm Hannah. And I'm Chelsea. And this is the podcast where we day drink while discussing trashy romance novels. Yeah. We would also assume that, I don't know, this episode is in the high 30s. You probably already know that's what we do here by now. But just in case this was your first time joining the party. Welcome. Welcome. It's a safe space here. It's not a judgmental space here. If it was, a lot of the books we read... We wouldn't speak about. Yeah. We'd still read them. We just wouldn't talk about it. If it weren't a safe (laughs) space, it were a judgmental space, I guess there really wouldn't be a podcast. Yeah. 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 Um, And I I mean, I have some thoughts on today's book. Um, Today, we are reviewing Altered by Fire by Tate James and... Shit. I should have checked this before we started. <laughs> Hold, please. C.M. Studic? Possibly. Hang on, everybody. Be- we're really wow, bad at this. this is, we are thriving. I'm like, you know we're, what? we're over 30 episodes in, and I didn't even think to get the author's name or pronunciation. C.M. Studic, you were right. C.M. Studic? Yeah. Fuck yeah. Suck it. So we'll just edit that part out. We won't. Because we totally got it. We, it. Here's the thing, Hannah. I don't know if you've learned this or noticed this, but we'll be like, we'll edit that out. And my husband, don't. who does our editing, is like, we won't. <laughs> <laughs> and, then well, and so then we just move on with our lives. We do. But, you know, isn't that the beauty of podcasting? Yeah. Just a little more authentic. Yeah. My husband was editing a podcast for a while for someone else, Mm -hmm. not for us. Um, I was about to be like, oh, God, what did he say about us? No. So he was editing this podcast for someone else. And I think, like, that is kind of the beauty of podcasts, right? Like, there's a level of humanity and just, like, being a normal person. And it's, like, a little less polished. Um, And I guess over time, like— you know, when you have big money sponsors coming in, you you do become more polished in some regard. But um, the guy my husband had been editing the podcast for had suddenly brought in, like, a producer or something who sent mm. my husband his editing notes. And I shit you not, it was, like, 150 things. Or he's like, there was a slight pause of two seconds. Could you take that out? He said, um, here, could you remove that? Oh, um, it sounds like there may have been a train in the background. My husband was like, no one, no one can hear the train. It was like the most like, like my husband was like, it's not, he's like, it's almost like not fun because when you listen, it's just like taking out the humanness right. of it. Because you, you listen to a podcast sometimes for the content, but a lot of times it's for like you follow a podcast because of the personality behind it i'd like to think we're we have listeners for we're our personalities shining bright shining and not for the incredible literature. literary award-winning novels we are reviewing <laughs> but we do i was watching a tiktok yesterday that was said something about like one they're like once you start reading smut 
can't you stop. don't go back. You can't and I was stop. like, I hadn't really thought of it like that before. Because mm-hmm. I feel like when you're reading like, I don't know, like a Christina Lauren level, like, oh, it's just kind of a cute rom-com, like. Yeah. I feel like I used to read a lot of those against like psychological thrillers. Mm-hmm. And then I just found like trashy thrillers. Psychological thrillers, yeah. yeah. And then I was like, well, why why would I Best of Both Worlds? Yeah. Yeah. Like, my husband just read um one of the newer Riley Sager books. And The Last My Lied by Riley Sager is arguably one of my favorite books. There's no smut in it at all. Mm. It's just like a really fun read, which if you haven't read it, you, Hannah, the colloquial you of everyone listening, it's just one of my favorite books. And I would recommend it as just like a fun thriller mystery. Right. But when he read the most recent one, he's like, he's like, man, it was so good. And it was like 1 a.m. and we have a kid. And I knew I like, he's like, he's like, I thought there were like 30 minutes left. But when I checked, there were two hours and I almost pushed through and read it and said I went to bed. And I'm like, man. I'm so glad for you. I don't know if I'll read it, even though you're telling me it's a really great book. And ostensibly, it's an author I really like, given that I've read several other books by him. Yeah. But I'm like, "Mm, there's just not enough smut. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know why, but I feel the same way. I feel the same. But it does get harder when you tell people you read a lot, like strangers. Yep, 100%. Oh, my gosh. Did I ever tell you? So last fall, when I was having all of those, like, insane vision issues, Mm. and I, like, couldn't open my eyes and they were like super swollen shut and we couldn't figure out what was going on. I scheduled an appointment at this optometrist. Um, that is the right one, right? Not the ophthalmologist. Girl, I don't know. Not the one who does your normal eye exam. Like the one who like went to medical school, like whatever that one is, who can prescribe meds. Mm-hmm. Um, I was at that one. I think that's the ophthalmologist. Ophthalmologist. I think you're right. It's one of the two. We, we know could this. look it up, this but is, we won't. And it's, it's slightly irrelevant to the rest of the story, which is that I'm sitting in the waiting room for my appointment. I'm also like six and a half months pregnant at this point and like clearly showing. And I was wearing my um, Books Are Magic sh- shirt from one of the best bookstores in Brooklyn. And I'm sitting there wearing this shirt and this older woman sitting across from me with her husband is like, Oh, books are magic. Do you like reading? Have you read anything good recently? And in my head, I'm sitting there. I'm like, bitch, my eyes are swollen shut. I'm clearly pregnant and miserable (laughs) right now. And because of the way in which my eyes were like watering, I was it was like causing like sinus issues as well. So I remember going through all of these tissues. Yeah, Vance was very particular about what tissue was used for what. I remember. Yeah, I'm just like, like, it's a a dry bit of a tissue, and he's like. Stop. You were going to make this worse. Um, bless him. Well, I still have all of these sinus issues where, like, he'll walk into my office and there's just, like, used tissues on my desk just because I'm, like, blowing my nose and I keep going and I keep working and I'm just so used to, like, being stuffy all the time. And he'll come in and just, like, clear my desk of all of my tissues <laughs> and then walk out. That's and I'm true like, love. Oh, I really did marry the best man. And bless him in this situation at that uh, eye appointment because he really took one for the team because this older woman was just feeling chatty. And I'm like, feel the room. I clearly look miserable. Like, this is not the moment. And I also wanted to be like, yeah, I'm reading a book right now that, like, paranormal romance where she – paranormal reverse harem where she's getting dicked down. And – Vance, what, 
whatever it was. He just, like, took it and ran with it and just started talking about, like, his favorite books. And I looked at him and I was like, thank, thank you so much for that. He's like, I had you. He's <laughs> like, I could also tell, one, you were not in the mood. And two, no book recommendations you have recently would land. No. I have things in my back pocket that I've read a couple of years ago mm-hmm. when people are like, oh, what's a recommendation? I'm like, mm the last time I lied is usually my go-to recommendation in that situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Or some Colleen Hoover. Right. Not all Colleen Hoover. Correct. Yeah. Um, do you remember that time we were in a work meeting and I recommended Verity? And when I described it, the girl who wanted the book yeah. recommendation was like, so I'm not going to read that, Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's a step too far. And I was like, oh. Well, understood. I'm like, girl, you intentionally got married on a Tuesday, so you got married on 420. I thought we vibed. <laughs> <laughs> and every year I'm like, hey, girl, happy anniversary. She's like, how do you remember my anniversary? I'm like, it's literally 420. You literally got married on a weekday so you could get married on 420. I will always remember your anniversary. Because mm-hmm. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> Whatever. Okay. Anyways, Altered by Fire. We know who the authors are. I got them right. You sure did. So this book is less than 200 pages of... What? It's of what? So much sex. Yeah. And and just a lot of like... Oh, okay. So we, we went there. Like, okay. All right. Oh, and this is another one where I'm like, girl, if your pussy is dripping that much... See Seek a doctor. medical attention. It is not that. It is not normal for your nether regions to be that wet. No. It is like a swamp in there. She's talking about dripping like a faucet. Yes. Babe. Oh, no. It's always dripping down her thighs. No. Okay. So <laughs> who is she? We should tell you that. Um, her name is Natalia Petrova. Yep. And so we don't know a lot about her, but the book starts and she shows up. At this church called, like, Our Lady of Sorrows, and she's seeking refuge. And she shows up, like, looking like a hot mess, wearing, like, a short red cocktail dress, covered in blood, smells like smoke, is high off her ass on whatever drug she'd been taking. And she's like, I'm here to become a nun. (laughs) (laughs) Like, nun me up, bitches. Yeah, she's like, I'm here to seek refuge and become a nun. But as she's saying this, she's meeting a priest, one of the priests who, like, walks out and he's like, can I help you? But as she's, like, telling him she's there to become a nun, she's like, he is attractive. The hottest priest I've ever seen. Um, and he's like, and I think she she says her full name. And she just assumes, she's like, yeah. So her dad is, like, the head of the mob as these things tend, tend to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's like. It's safe to tell this priest my full name because he's a priest. Like, he won't know who I am. But she's like, when she was like, yeah, my name is Natalia Petrova or whatever it is. Um, it's like, she was like, sees his, his eyes widen in recognition a yeah. little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, oh, maybe he does know. Oops. He's, he's once again, very hot for a <laughs> priest. Like, which is just the theme of all of this. And she's like, Wow. 
maybe I can be a nun if I can have sexual chemistry with priests like this. So he takes her back to like the living quarters right. for him and all of the other priests who we will meet in this reverse harem plot twist. None of them are priests. I know. I just really ruined. <laughs> Spoilers. The rest of this review won't be the same because I went ahead and ruined that one for all of us. Um, when he when Hawk with an E on the end right. takes her back to the living quarters, there's another hot priest there, mm-hmm. Colt, mm-hmm. Um, who's like making sex eyes at her. And is like, ooh, <laughs> hello there. And she's like, this is some weird priest energy. Yeah. Like, are you allowed to, like, <laughs> undress me with your eyes right now? Is that? Oh, maybe the church has changed. I don't know. How many Hail Marys is that? <laughs> like. <laughs> so, Hawk tells Colt, like, hey, um, go get her something to wear. Um, because she's wearing a cocktail dress that is covered in blood, which is, you know, not ideal. And then another hot priest is the one who comes back with There's so many hot priests, right? With with a habit for her to wear. I couldn't remember that word initially, so I was about to say nun clothes. So I <laughs> over enunciated <laughs> habit. I know what it's called. Lest we forget Sister Act Two, back in the habit. I think they're I doing, could never. I think they're doing a Sister Act Three. That would change my life for the better. 1,000%. Yeah. Because um, I was reading an article. This was after the Hocus Pocus reboot. And mm-hmm. they were like, "If they're like, yeah, we should do that. So we I don't should. even know what the storyline would be. I don't know right. if Lauren Hill would be returning. Oh, I would love that. Oh, wouldn't you, though? Yes. That'd be beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm – my life would be made – like, Sister Act 2 is 1,000% one of my, like, comfort movies when I am yes. sick that I can watch a thousand times. Not the original. Nope. Just Sister just Act 2. two. It's one of the only sequels that I like better than the original. Yeah. I'll stand by that. hmm It is – so there's that one. The Italian Job and Miss Congeniality are probably yes. my, like, ultimate comfort Miss Congeniality. Oh, that hasn't aged well, but it is still very comforting. It's still funny if you, like, look at it as far as, like, the time in which it came out. Yeah. But, yeah, that whole, like, remember that scene at the beginning where they're like, oh, this is the uh, agent we want to use, and they're putting all of the clothes on, like, on the computer system? Yep. You know what I'm talking about? Um, Like, yeah, a lot of those jokes don't. They don't land. No. Mm-mm. But and it is still a comforting movie. Well, and it's funny because you know I'm obsessed with Golden Girls. I do. And we were just on a trip and Golden Girls was on in the background. And I'd say like 90% of the jokes still completely land. But there was like definitely a joke about being gay that I was like, oh, this one didn't age as well. And I'm like, this this episode did air 30 Years ago. And we've we've come a long way as we a society. Absolutely have. Yeah. Yeah. There is a large fly in this room. He's just living his best life. I've been trying to ignore him. I've been trying to ignore him as well. And then he came all the way over. And I he was did. not emotionally prepared for that. Okay. So anyways, um, the the third hot priest, Mace, comes in with a habit for her. 
So we um, have Hawk, Colt, Mace. Yes. Um, and he's like cursing up a storm and he's like, so fucking late and what, what the fuck is even happening? And then he like sees her and he's like, sorry. Hello, my child. Yes. He's like, <laughs> he's like, swearing is a sin I struggle with the most. <laughs> like, and just totally tries to like play it off and she's like, I don't really care. You are also super hot. Wow. Let's get back to what matters. You are also attractive. The sexual chemistry, mm. the sexual it's aura it's popping. that all of these fake priests are emanating. Sorry. Priests. I know I ruined that. Yeah, not not fake. They're real. totally real. <laughs> <laughs> so she goes to the bathroom to change and is like still high as shit. Um, apparently she'd been... She took a lot it was of coke. cocaine. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say so, it was cocaine, right? Yeah, she loves coke. Um, and <laughs> who well, doesn't? <laughs> I've never tried it. I'm honestly afraid if I tried it, I'd like it too much. I always just think about. I think it's like the second or third episode of Bob's Burgers when he drives a cab overnight and he's like exhausted the next day and he's talking to Linda and he's like kind of incoherent and he's like i think i tried cocaine last night and she's like what we were supposed to do that together and he's like no 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 i did not do crack last night but if i did i liked it a lot (laughs) i didn't but if i did i see why it's popular yeah 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 one thousand percent one i think i've told you this before and i may have even said it on the podcast before um vance's best friend straight up told him he's like vance never try coke because as someone who has tried Coke, you will love it too much. <laughs> and so. That's a good it, friend. Yeah, it's just better to not go there. Because your life will not be set up for success if you try Coke. What a good friend. Right? I'm yeah. like. Not because you won't like it. Or not because, like, he's like, you will love it. Don't do it to Don't. yourself. Yeah. For the sake of a sustainable, the sustainable future you want for yourself, maybe not. Okay, so when Natalia goes in the bathroom to change, she's really um, ruminating on the events that led her there that night. We find out that um, she had been, like, fucking this guy whose name was Kisten, which still really bothers me. (laughs) It couldn't have been Christian, like... Tristan. Kristen, even. Like... Preston. Kisten. Kisten. Like... The hard K, again. Kristen without the R. In it is like the spelling of this. Right. Maybe it's a, a Russian name. She's Russian. It's not a Russian name I've ever heard, although I am not Russian. So, yeah, you know, whatever. I'm, I, the name is not really relevant. What is relevant is that it was like, I don't know, he was like another mob family or something. Right. She like didn't really care about him that much, but while they were fucking, yep. And his dick was inside her. Correct. His father, her father, shot, shot him, him in the head, right? Or the stomach. It, it doesn't matter. Head. It wasn't good. No, I mean, his, the blood on her is definitely his from parts Correct. of him exploding while inside her. Right. Not the parts you want to explode <laughs> inside <laughs> oh, you. Oh, no. Hey, 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 hey. Um, and then her dad, like, lit the room on fire. Mm-hmm. Man, that's dramatic. I mean, 
Yeah. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> I've seen a dramatic dad in more than one instance, but never has my own dad lit a room on fire or shot anybody in my presence. Well, and also because, like, her dad is clearly searching for her throughout the book and, like, looking for her because she ran away. So right. So like, really feels like you were playing it fast and loose with her safety. Right, because he just left her there. So it's like, why? What? Yeah. Also, your arm is about to hit your mic when you're talking with your hands. Do I have to sit on them again? You don't have to sit on them. It's not like when you're describing tentacle sex <laughs> and trying to use your hands. <laughs> also, I need everyone to know. You have to listen to the My Soul to Keep episode for this to make sense. Um, but we were talking about the number of dicks <laughs> that you could, that one woman in a reverse harem situation could service at once. And I said six if you were using both your feet. And then we were really processing that after we recorded. And I, <laughs> not that I had six dicks. <laughs> but I was like, uh, I was like, okay, logistically, how do we work this out? Um, and I take it back. I do think the final answer is, is five. five. Yeah. The logistics don't track. And we know we always come back to logistics. Because half the logistics in these fucking books don't make sense. They don't. And I'm like, it's not even sexy. It's, it's not. It's physically impossible. And it hurts to think about. Like, if it is physically impossible, it's causing me pain to even think about how that would happen. Quite frankly, it's too many dicks. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, and we do have more dicks to meet in this reverse harem situation because there are right. five total. So, um, Which is the max. Which is the max, yes. So Natalia goes into the bathroom, is reliving these memories as she's changing into the habit, mm -hmm. starts having a breakdown. Mace comes into the bathroom, and she, like, passes out sobbing in his arms. And she's like, oh, this is what it's like to be held. He's just like a big, cuddly... That's yeah. so nice. Right? She's like, oh, maybe he cares for me. I'm like, girl. You're still high. Aim higher. I mean, not with the cup. <laughs> with your standard. We went different directions. <laughs> so she wakes up, it, not in the habit. She wakes up in a Metallica shirt. And she's like, huh, priest-like Metallica? Mace comes in and is like, hey, we're like making breakfast, come on down, eat. You definitely need some food in you. So when she goes down stairs, there's Arson is the next hot priest we're meeting. And he's mm -hmm. the chef hot priest. He's also, of course, his name is Arson. He's the one who's like the least mentally stable. Yep. A la Diesel from Den of Vipers. Yes. Yeah. Same energy. Very much the same chaotic energy. Um, and I think he's like wearing sweatpants and no shirt and it's like, heavily tattooed, tattooed making yeah. making breakfast um and he's like she's like he's both making eyes like he wants to fuck me and like he wants to kill me which is his energy yeah the whole time right yeah um so she's like i'm gonna go to the bathroom um just hitting your mic with that pillow girl. just doing whatever i can to make things worse <laughs> <laughs> you know these things happen i'm gonna have a sip of alcohol well, we adjust for a second. Today's yeah. not sponsored by Botabox. Today is sponsored by the fruit juice industry and whatever yep. liquor I had on hand. Correct. So we, I think I told you, we started doing game brunch. Oh. 
because having a small kid and we have some friends who also have a baby who's like a week older than Ford and we're like it's really hard to like have like a game night so we're like why don't we do game brunch so we like drink mimosas and play Settlers of Catan super early in the morning (laughs) and it's great that's awesome stop touching your mic I was moving it closer to me because I leaned back further I'm just trying to make Vance's job as difficult as possible. He's married to me. I think it's just, <laughs> Take it easy I, on the guy. I love him so much. I know. He's the best. Not as much as Craig. No, I love him more than Craig. <laughs> also, you need to listen to the, the My Soul to Keep episode for the context of my obsession with my cat. Okay. So we meet Arsene. Arsene follows Natalia into the bathroom. Um, and is like, do you want to fuck? And he's, but he's also like, I might kill you. It's just this very. It's very weird. But like, he like locks the bathroom door and then suddenly like Hawk. And then I think we hear the name Weston, who is the the Mm -hmm. fifth one of the group. They're like banging on the door because they're like, arson is unhinged. We don't actually know what he'll do to Natalia in the bathroom in this situation. But like, arson's like, take off your shirt and she just starts like taking she's like okay may as well fuck and i'm like girl what <sighs> stop it stop it's it Natalia. Just, i want more for you than you want for yourself it's just high risk behavior honey like if you want to fuck babe go for it but just be safe like make safe safer choices but she also i find it interesting because she has the insight throughout this book that she's not making safe choices right she's just doing it anyway yes one thousand percent yeah um so, oh, no, Arson even says, he's like, let's have some fun before I kill you. And so we, like, we don't know yet why Arson wants to kill her. We just know he's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'm going to kill you. Like, well, fuck, right. and I'll kill you, and that's kind of what our trajectory is going to be, and I'm just setting realistic expectations. Um, so Hawk is pounding down the door. They finally, like, break open the door and... Hawk, like, goes off on arson, and Natalia goes out to the breakfast table, and they, like, put some pancakes in front of her, but she hears all of the shouting, and she's like, well, it's it's clear you're fake priests. <laughs> right. This is not a real clergy situation, <laughs> if you will. Um, but then when they all come out and she's talking to all of them, we learn that, like, they are all undercover to take down her dad. They've been hired to take down her dad. We don't know, like, what organization they work for or anything like that. But they do offer her a job to join them in helping take down her dad. hmm So then we switch to Hawk's perspective. Because Natalia's like, yeah, I'll join this party. I hate my dad, too. She's like, listen, I have made a lot of questionable choices in the last 24 hours. May as well double down. What else am I going to do? Quite frankly, probably before the last 24 hours as well. <laughs> I, I don't think her, her life took a hard turn in the last 24 no. hours. The only no. difference was her dad shooting her lover while he was inside of her, which they keep referring <laughs> I know, to so many throughout times. the book so many times. Well, but it's also like it, it had the energy to me, and I read it a while ago, so I might – be misremembering but it had the energy to me where she was like i don't have anywhere else to go or anything else to do sure (laughs) like i'm not a fan of my dad and i don't have anywhere to stay so if i can stay here and you'll continue to give me pancakes and occasionally fuck me 
Why not? Yeah. 1,000%. Yeah. Very low barrier to entry. <laughs> that joke worked on so many levels. <laughs> A little proud of it here. Oh, that was really good. So when we switch to Hawk's perspective, all of the guys are in the armory discussing what they're like, what the plan is with Natalia. But we also learned that like Hawk, while he's the leader of this group of non-priests, he didn't actually have the authority to offer her a job. So they're like enlisting her help and she thinks that she's being offered this job when really they're just using her at this point. Um, and then they decide that they're like, okay, well, we have to earn her trust. And the best way to earn a woman's trust is to make her like fall in love with us. So that's what we're all going to do. Well, let's let's make a bet for who the first one, like which of us can get her to like disclose her family secrets first mm. um, by like gaining her trust and entrance into her vagina, which it's not hard to gain or entrance other into her. Holes. I mean, I don't think they're picky. I don't know if there's there's a prayer candle up her ass later. Yeah. But I don't think there's a dick up her ass until the second book. Hmm. She has standards, Hannah. Oh, okay. Just because they're not your standards. No, I was just thinking about the girth of a prayer candle. That's all that was. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Apologies. <laughs> not, I'm not judging. I'm not judging. No, I was, I was just, just really thinking. thinking about the girth of prayer <laughs> candles. Yeah. I don't know where I thought that sentence was going, <laughs> but girth and prayer candles being used in the same sentence was not. Well, carry on. Yeah. Well, so, all right. In this bet, they all decided that the first person, everyone else has to pay them 500K each. So I'm like. That's a hefty sum. Which, okay, the first time. So when I initially read it, I just thought it was like 500K total, which is still not a small amount of money, right? Right. And then. In the second book, they up the bet, and then one of the guys, like, tells her about the bet and tries to, like, be like, if you let me win, I'll split the money with you. She's like, how much? And he's like, because they doubled the bet in the second book, it was $2 million each. And I was like, that math doesn't work out if it was five. I was like, I'm not great at math. Everyone knows this. Um, <laughs> but I'm like, 500000 doubled doesn't equal $2 million each. And I was like, oh, it was 500000 Per right. loser. Mm. So that is a hefty amount of money. Um, Back to, to Natalia. This bed is in place. She's sitting in... Oh, she, like, went up to, like, interrupt them in the armory because she doesn't know how to make fucking coffee because she's too much of a princess to have ever had to make coffee for herself in her life. So the guys come to help her with coffee, and she's sitting, um, like, with Colt and Weston, and then Colt kind of, like, makes bedroom eyes at her and is like, I'm going to my room. She's like... I'm going to go to my room. And then just, like, goes up the stairs to follow him. But doesn't actually know where his room is. So she's just opening random doors, hoping for some dick. He finally helps her out and, like, pops his head out of the next room. And he's like, it's in here. <laughs> like. Bless her sweet little heart. Is it a sweet little heart? I'm trying to be kind. That's fair. So she follows him. They're getting handsy. They're starting. I think he's, like, tip deep. Like. Yeah. And then Hawk shows up and is like, Colt, I need you to go do whatever. That's an order. Like, <laughs> kicks Cole out of his own room while he was already tip deep in Natalia. And then Hawk fucks her instead. Yep. And is like, 
Weston is about to lead, I don't know, maybe it was Weston, maybe it was Mace, I don't remember, like whoever it was, is about to lead Sunday Mass and I want them to all hear you scream. I was like, you are not doing a good job of keeping your cover. Yeah. yeah. I was like, it's not undercover Mm-mm. if all of the church congregation can hear her screaming through her orgasm. Right. Like, because I'm like, you know, it's not just going to be the the fake priest leading the service. Right? There are going to be true parishioners in the pews. Yes. Yep. Also, okay, just thinking through the logistics of being undercover, and maybe all of these undercover mercenary bros are, like, very good public speakers. I I went to seminary, mm-hmm. and it would still take me a while to, like, put together a sermon or a servant. Like, you know, like, I'm like. Yeah. Well, mass, depending on how, like, intense, intensely each parish follows things, mass is the same. Like, it's the, like, there's a short part that might be different, but for the most part. I think that's the part I was thinking of, but even at that, like, the. You have some prep, though. Yeah. And you'd have to memorize the whole Mass. You'd have to memorize the Mass. I'm like, even if you have, like, a 15 to 20-minute lesson and, like, that's the variable part, you still have to prep that lesson. Yes. I'm like, I don't think these mercenaries are just going up there, like, free-balling it. I love that that's what you got stuck on is what about the sermon? What was the content of the Mass? I'm just saying at no point do they discuss any prep for the, the service. Because they'll like there are parts in this book where they'll where they'll put like a sign on the door that's like closed for construction, like during the week so people don't come in. But I'm also like, okay, but that's not there are still people there on Sunday mornings. Right. What are how, are do you really think you're fooling all of them? Right. With the sex screams? No. I just these are my questions. Okay. So <laughs> I don't She fucks Hawk very loudly. Um, next scene, Mace has bought her some normal clothes that she has things to wear outside of. A habit a or habit a. habit or a Metallica t-shirt or a bloody blood drenched dress. dress. Yes. Um, and then he's like, I'm going to take you to get some food. And then like, we're going to go to the, well, I don't think he tells her that they're going to the gun range, but they go to the gun range. So they eat. Um, and when they get there, he's like showing her like, okay, so like, this is a gun. <laughs> this is a safety on a gun. <laughs> like, very. And she's yep. like, oh, I've never been around a gun before. And then when he gives it to her, she, like. Bullseyes every time. Yes. Through mm-hmm. the same hole. Yep. Like, le- and he's like, so you were clearly lying to me a little bit. And she's like, <laughs> that'd be fun. And she's like, my my father is the head of the Russian mob. I do know how to shoot. She's like, right. I'm not good for much else. <laughs> But I do know how to use a gun. Um, And then she, like, tries to proposition him again because she's like, I can tell that he's, like, aroused and impressed with my gun skills. Sure. All of these men are apparently walking around with very prominent boners that she just can see all the time. Okay. (laughs) I have a lot of questions about that. Go for it. Like, what kind of pants are you wearing? Like, I could see if you're wearing, like, athletic shorts or sweatpants that, yeah. But if you're wearing jeans that fit appropriately, it's not like they're going to. military, like, cargo. Okay. Okay. But, Hannah, 
you can't hide boners when your dicks are that large. <laughs> Is the general. Ugh. But it's like every time she sees one of them has a boner, she's like, well, better take care of that. And I'm like, girl. Please, allow me. Yes. Yeah. And so she propositions Mace and is like, want to hop in the back of the Hummer? There's room. To get a Hummer? Ayo. Ayo. Um, And bless Mace's heart. He's like, anyone with eyes can see that you cope through sex and drugs. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> like, aw. He's like, let's let's work on your shooting skills and like let's not like I I want to have a de- like you can tell it's actually because he like wants to have a deeper ship a deeper ship a deeper ship with her yes. yeah a deeper relationship he doesn't want to be tip deep no no he wants better than that just the tip that Colt got you know yeah um so they end up deciding they're gonna like work on their on her sniper skills because she's like yeah she's like notably she's like I'm not as good with long range I haven't spent as much time doing that and but I'm I'm great with a handgun. So they're setting up to, like, do their sniper practice. And he's like, best date ever. And she's like, this is a date? And he's like, isn't a date when two people who are sexually attracted to each other eat and do an activity? <laughs> like. Sounds like a date to me. He's like, by that standard. is Yeah. Like, obvs, this is a date. She's like, oh. And I'm like, baby girl, have you never been? That's what I thought, too. Like, have yeah. you never been on a date, babe? Like, like a real date with a guy who wasn't just trying to bang you? Because that's sad. Perhaps not. I yeah. mean, she's lucky she didn't get forced into a marriage. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's where most of the Russian mob children end up. Yep. You know? So, all right. After the date, she's now back at the church talking to Weston. And he's like... So which of these dudes had you screaming during mass? Because <laughs> he definitely heard it. Um, and then he's like, was it Hawk? And she's like, Ugh. He's like, I'm going to go punch Hawk in the face. <laughs> so um, Weston leaves to uh, potentially to punch, punch Hawk, Hawk in, the, in the, face. the face. I'm like, he is the leader of this group. I don't think you're actually going to punch him in the face, but okay. So then Colt shows up and he's like, I got a joint and a bottle of vodka. Want to have some fun? And she's like, oh, thank God. It's been so long since I've had drugs. I'm like, it's been like 36 hours. Yeah. Well, and it's obviously a very clear difference between poor sweet Mace, who is trying to be supportive and kind and get to know her, and also Colt, who's like, listen, let's get fucked. Like, yes. Ayo. <laughs> Colt is like, I do have to hide the weed because Hawk doesn't love when I smoke on a job. <laughs> but yeah, let's go get high. I guess, I, although I did just say that, I guess it's just like Mace chose to play the long game to win this bet was like, I'll earn her trust more if I get to know her and take it slow than if we just fuck. And Colt's like, if I get her high enough, I bet she'll tell me whatever. Yeah. They are all definitely coming with their own tactics on how this will play out. I think Mace's thing is like, he actually also likes her Mm. and is like, I don't just want to win the bet. Like, it's not necessarily like just playing the long game for her trust, but like the long game because he's like, no, I actually think I kind of like her. Mm. Right? It's sweet. Yeah. Um, 
So they hear voices coming, and Colt's like, shit, Hawk gets pissed when I smoke on a job. Let's go into the church. I'm like, oh, you were just, like, smoking indoors. Anyway, in the living quarters of the priest in the church. Once again, not the point. <laughs> just worth noting. Um, so he's giving her, like, a tour of everything and um, says something about about like the confessional and she's like oh like there's a confessional here and he's like yeah let me show you it's a catholic church babe yeah um and we also met she like she went to like an all-girls catholic school like girl this isn't these are not new concepts i don't think she ever went to mass (laughs) or if she did she was already high yeah well all right i spent one year i spent my freshman year of high school at a christian school and we had like we had chapel yeah, all the time. Chapel. Mm-hmm. We had it. Ours was once a week. Ours was, was Wednesdays, but we had Bible class every day. Yes. Yeah. We had that as well. Although the Bible, my Bible teacher was engaged to my English teacher and they mm. were planning their wedding and they seemed very focused on that. We spent <laughs> like most of the year in Bible class mm. going through a workbook. I'm like, this isn't even a textbook. This feels like some, like, Beth Moore level book that we all got from the Family Christian Bookstore that you're calling our Bible class curriculum. curriculum. (laughs) Yeah. No, we just had to memorize Bible verses and then stand in front of the class and say them. Or we had to, like, the performance part of the class was we had to look up Bible verses. Mm. We had to know how to look them up and stuff. I do remember one of the workbooks or like we had to get to a certain point in the workbook. Um, I think the certain point was um, Christ's death on the cross. Now, like when I look back on it, because well, <laughs> I say all this because <laughs> they were like, oh, we really need you to get to the certain point in the workbook so we can justify um, taking the freshman class. It was when the Chronicles of Narnia, the line, the witch and the wardrobe dropped in theaters not the book the movie adaptation and that was like a field trip we took but we had to like get to the certain point so that we could be like no this is why it's biblical for us to go on a field trip yeah Hmm. I did one year of Catholic preschool oh yeah I Um, wasn't sure if there's when you said preschool, I wasn't sure if it, there was going to be an ST that I was waiting for. Catholic priest school. <laughs> I was like, ooh, plot twist. I didn't know no. that. No, they probably wouldn't even let me into a Catholic church anymore. Well, as we know, I did almost get kicked out of seminary. So yes. you're in good company. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. But in um, when I was in preschool, I thought when they were saying the Hail Mary, they were saying Hail Mary full of grapes instead of grace. <laughs> so that's just what I started saying. And then it made my mom really mad. So I just continued to do it because I thought it was so funny. <laughs> so even now, like to this day, I don't think I could say a full Hail Mary. I think I've got the beginning and the end, but I'm missing the middle. But um, it will always be Hail Mary full of grapes. I, I was so I was like, she ate a lot of grapes. Do you remember when um, Veggie Tales had that whole Grapes of Wrath? Yes. <laughs> and I think we talked about this before as well. But I was watching an interview where the creator of Veggie Tales was like, 
Yeah, we only did the Old Testament because my mother wouldn't let me <laughs> show Make Jesus, Jesus a vegetable. Jesus a vegetable. Yeah, because we had the conversation of what veggie would Jesus be? Hmm. I don't know. There's a, a lot of... There are a lot of options. I'm running through them now. I know, and I feel slightly sacrilegious when I think about assigning a vegetable. So we're going to take yeah. a time out, Chelsea, because... Think about the book that you're reviewing and then tell me again that it's thinking about Jesus as a vegetable that makes you feel sacrilegious. Prayer candle in the ass. Like, I said what I said. Okay, back into the book. Um, she's getting a tour of the confessional and she's like, ooh, a, a confessional. Tour of yeah. the confessional. She gives them a blowjob yeah, in sure. the confessional and she keeps thinking, she's like, there's like an echo when he, with his like heavy breathing as he's getting blown in the confessional. Um, and then he's like, oh, like after he comes, she's like, or he's like, wow, like she really is into like the submissive and like life. And he's like, I'm going to leave you frustrated. Like you left me frustrated all day. When I, I'm like, Hawk was the one who kicked you out, bro. But okay. Right. She didn't do it. Yeah. But as she's, like, getting up and about to leave the confessional, she looks over on the other side, and Arson has been sitting there watching this entire thing, which she's super into. She's like, ooh, that made my already wet panties, or lack thereof, wetter. <laughs> Once again, she needs to seek fucking medical attention. She's just dripping <laughs> all the time. Yeah. Is it, like, her own arousal? Come, whatever it is. There's always something dripping out of her vagina. Yeah. Ew. Yeah. So she gets back up to her room and is still very heavily under the substances of both the weed and all of the vodka that they drank. Um, and when when she opens her door, Mace is in her room. And she's like, oh, I'm still very new here. I'm so sorry. I thought this was my room. He's like, no, it is. And he just wanted to, like, kiss her goodnight. And then he, like, leaves. She's then, like, well, I still have a dick breath from your buddy, but. Yeah. There's a lot of that. <laughs> of <happening>. dick breath? <laughs> <laughs> I said what I said. <laughs> well, there's a lot of, like, she's just jumping from one dick. Like, she, like, leaves this room with this dick, goes into this room with this dick, and is experiencing all of them. As she goes. Well, and I mean, that's cool, babe. As long as everybody is consenting and everything. But as a person who is a woman, I feel like there would come a point when I would be, like we were talking about earlier, like, don't touch me. Like, like I, leave me alone. Like, just for a minute. You know what I mean? Like, I would not, I would get agitated. If yeah. people were in my it, shit well, all like, the time. Hell, I'm married to one man. Correct. And I have one baby. <laughs> also correct. And I have two pets that are very cuddly. Mm -hmm. And I sometimes feel touched out just from that. Yep. Let alone five, as they would call, red-blooded males. Ugh. You know what I mean? Like, okay. So then Hawk <laughs> comes in the room. Right. And then he's like... Uh, oh, you're very intoxicated. Like, we'll start your training tomorrow. And she's like, okay. Like. Whatever. Yeah. So she passes out. And then when she wakes up, 
Arson is sitting in the rafters of her room. Right. Crouched like a little gargoyle. Yeah. Yeah. In the second book, he's always like, they're like staying in this like rickety old hotel that's like over 100 years old. And he keeps showing up in all of the rooms because he's coming in through the windows. Hmm. I don't know. Arson is a whole thing, right? So Arson is sitting in the rafters of her room and she's like, holy shit, do (laughs) I need water. She's like, I had too many substances. I am very parched and I need some water right now. So she heads down to the kitchen and he's like hot on her heels and following her down there. Um, And then they fuck in the kitchen. He like essentially throws her against the table. But like as it's happening, she's re- like she recognizes she's like, we didn't have any conversation about protection. We're just like fucking raw dogging it. Like I should be maybe upset that we're raw dogging it, but I'm not upset that we're raw dogging it. And hmm. But it's like this very... I don't know. I would maybe say, like, dispassionate or, like, emotionally disconnected. But like, right, right. It's it, just the physical act. It seems more like she's just letting it happen. And right. she's like, I'm a warm hole. Is right. Not a worm hole. No. The temperature is warm. Yeah. Important vowel distinction. <laughs> warm not worm um no this isn't a paranormal one um although i'm sure it's been written i have no doubt we i mean we did just recently (laughs) review the haunted (laughs) vagina vagina, so we know about vaginal warm (laughs) um (laughs) vaginal wormholes no (laughs) i'm fine i'm fine everything is fine <laughs> Holy shit. Okay. So like he comes inside her and then just like pulls up his pants and walks out of the room. Hmm. Like as you said, there's like really no connection. It's just yeah. the physical act. And she's like, "This is all a bit much. I'm very overwhelmed. I've had a lot of shit going on in my life. Remember when my maybe kind of boyfriend was just shot while he was inside me?" I just need to keep saying it because they keep saying it in the book. <laughs> and so she takes off, like runs out the side door and just takes off. So she runs a few blocks away and like comes upon a park. And like when she gets to the park, she kind of realizes she's like, I have no money. I have no, nothing to my name. I don't have a yep. cell phone. I'm, I have no one who wants me. I have nowhere to go. And is just like having a breakdown in the park. I think at this point she's wearing the habit again. Or no, she's not. I think she, when she went into the kitchen, there was a robe on the table, like that one of the guys had just left out, and so she's just like wearing a robe that does not belong to her hmm. at a park, having a breakdown. Um, it's not a good look. No, talk about being easy prey. Yeah, yeah. So she does look over and realize, or she like hears something. Weston is at the park as well. And, like, he might just, like, go there to, like, think sometimes or whatever. But, like, they have a good talk and he comforts her. And he's like, hey, let's get some food. And she's like, I really want toast or, like, whatever it is. And he's like, I don't think we have any supplies. Let's go to the grocery store, get the stuff. We'll go back to the church, make you toast. We'll move forward, right? So they head to the grocery store to get the supplies. And then in the parking lot, they get jumped Mm -hmm. by Natalia's father's men. Right. Um... And it's like a lot of men are coming up and it, 
attacking them. And so you're like, oh, clearly her father has not forgotten that she is missing. Right. Um, He hasn't written her off. He's still looking for her. Exactly. So, like, Weston goes down. um, Nat gets a gun from, like, that has fallen in the fight at some point. Kills one of the men. um, As another guy is coming up to attack her, Arson suddenly flies in and, like, tackles him. Um, And... Natalia realizes the guy that that Arson tackled is like her dad's top guy, Dimitri. Mm-hmm. Of course, his name is fucking Dimitri. And wasn't he like after her for other reasons, Dimitri? Didn't that come out later? Never mind. I thought he was into her and like her dad had like. I think all of her father's men. Oh, okay would fuck her if they had the chance. Well, I know the way she talks about Dimitri at one point. She's like, she's so un- – or he's so unhinged. Like, he found out his wife was watching gay porn or something and, like, shot her in the middle of a dinner yeah. party. Yeah. Um, But I don't explicitly, it like, remember anything about, like, Dimitri was, like, in love with her or – Yeah, you've read it more recently than I have, so – yeah, but I wouldn't say I was going for all the details. <laughs> so there's a good chance. Fair point. Like when I – okay, so not quite the same, but I think I've told you this before. When I was reading Harry Potter, getting into the final books, just like so much is happening and you're so excited and you're reading too quickly, I completely missed that one of the twins died. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Chelsea, you've never told me that. I would remember that. And so I was talking to my sister, and she's like, I cried when whichever twin it was died. I was like, what? He died? And she's like, did you even read the book? And I was like, yeah, I just got a little over. Are you just lying to me? I was like, I'm sorry. I got a little overexcited, and I may have missed that one paragraph. It's a pretty fucking important paragraph, to be fair. There were a lot of important paragraphs. Those books are not short. That's correct. Yes. Um. So, but not only is Arson there, all of the guys are there and, like, helping fight, although it's pretty much resolved at that point, and then, like, starting to clean up. Um, And Weston has been shot. And so Colt is like, hey, Weston, like, I need you to get up. We need to take you to Portia. And, like, then he, like, visibly pales when he says the name Portia. And Natalia's like, what's up with that? Who's Portia? I want to know these things. I mean, he's like, I didn't mean to say that. Then, like, they all head back to the church so we switched to arson not that this really matters at all but we switched to arson he hawk has put him on some sort of like surveillance duty that arson thinks is bullshit um and he is thinking about natalia and is masturbating while he drives like one hand on the steering wheel one hand on his dick but he's also in weston's car and then he, like, comes all over Weston's steering wheel. He's just like, eh. And he's, like, kind of like, Sirs and Bright, we're getting shot. Anyway, on to my surveillance duty. Ha-ha. And you're like, what? <laughs> oh, the reason why it matters is because when we switch to Arson's point of view, we learn who Portia was to right. all of them, right? So Portia was a former Marine and a psych nurse. Yeah, she was their, like, medic She's, well, she just kind of, like, became right. their doctor on their team. and But, yeah, it was, like, mer- former Marine psych nurse was fucking all of them. They all were 
like Hawk and Arson seemingly were like the most in love with her, but all of them were kind of in a relationship with right. her. They all cared. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and she was the one who was like their medical go-to person. We also find out that Portia was killed by Natalia's father, which is why one of the reasons why all of these men are very upset with right. Like, but I'm also like, yeah, but someone else also hired you right to take him out. So this isn't just like a personal vendetta, whatever. Right. Um, but yeah, all of the guys were like kind of in love with Portia at some level. I don't know why I'm laughing already. <laughs> so we're back at the church now. Sure. We're back at the church. Um, Weston is injured. Correct. Yeah. Mace and Cole are kind of in there tending to him. And Natalia's like bringing in some supplies. And they're like, you any good with a needle and thread? She's like, actually, yeah. Like, I did grow up with my father wanting me to learn some skills. So... I can needlepoint with the best of them. And they're like, cool, well, then you can sew up the wound. And she's like, oh, no, that that's not a transferable skill. And they're like, Skin It'll. is different than fabric. But still, someone who has experience with the needle and thread is better than a, a fellow mercenary who's just like, who gives a fuck if you scar? Yeah. Yeah. Duct tape it. Right? So, goddamn. Okay. The logistics of this. Mm. She agrees to stitch him back up. Um, I think they already got the bullet out. Or was he grazed? I don't remember. Anyway. Um, But she's like, I can't get the right angle on it. So she has to straddle Weston while she, when she goes to stitch him back up. But then she's like, and I could feel my bare pussy on his abs. And I'm like. Why is your pussy bare, babe? (sighs) Underwear. It's a thing. I mean, you don't have to, but if you're going to straddle somebody during what I'm guessing would be a precarious moment, you've got a needle in their arm repeatedly, you maybe would want to not be distracted in any way. That's not the energy any of them take here. I know. Because Weston also feels the bear pussy and tells Cole and Mace to get the fuck out of the room. And then he impales... Natalia. Said pussy. Yeah. Yeah. Said pussy. He impales said pussy. And then while he's inside of her, she starts stitching him back up. So there are certain things that I think maybe in a perfect world just shouldn't be happening while there is a dick inside of you. One is (laughs) the owner of the dick getting shot. That's one. Shouldn't happen. Touche. Doing any kind of medical procedure, really, or stitches, probably shouldn't happen. Um, you know, Den of Vipers getting tattooed with a dick inside you. I is forgot about like, that. I just thought of that. Of like, what other activity should you not do? <laughs> like, tattoo. You probably shouldn't get a tattoo with a dick inside of you. I mean, like, they're an MRI. <laughs> <laughs> I saw this whole thing on Reddit about um, this guy sued the maker of a butt plug because they said it was 100% silicone. So he wore it to an MRI and turns out there was a metal core in it (gasps) and he almost died. But my whole thing, because of course I fell down the rabbit hole and I learned all about it. The guy was eventually okay. But to me, I'm thinking, bro, why would you wear... 
why would you wear a butt plug to an MRI? Even if you think it's 100% silicone. <laughs> like, that's, that's a thing where you shouldn't have anything inside you that doesn't belong there. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever been prepping for a medical procedure and been like, I can't forget my sex toys. Right. No, never. I have never. I've had a lot of medical procedures in my life. Never once have I thought. Are we doing it wrong? I don't know. Are we- if I am, I don't want to be right. You I want to continue to be wrong. Yeah. So Weston is inside of her as she's stitching him up. But she also, <sighs> he agreed um, to, because she asked, like, who Portia was. And he's like, I'll tell you if you earn it. And she's like, okay, bet. So they're, they're fucking while she stitches him up. And then Colt comes back in and is like, y'all sounded too good to stay away. You were not invited, my guy. At this point, I think she's done with the needle. And then there's just some good old-fashioned double penetration. Sure. Which also happened far too easily. Well, I was going to say, did we have any lube? Was there I any? I think there was lube. Okay. Okay. But even at that, it felt like. Did he like, stretch her appropriately? I was there appropriate I, I don't think there was stretching. But I also think, like, she's, I don't know, this whole book, she's like, I'm one of those lucky girls who can orgasm from penetration. That's never been a problem for me. Like, it's just like. Yeah. How, like, just like, the whole energy is she can just, she's a sexual phenomenon. I mean, Take it like a champ. I'm just thinking about. She just she just showed up down to clown and they all just got on board. They all were just like, except Mace, apparently. They were all just like, sounds good, babe. Yeah, let's do that. Right. They're the like, now. yeah, what else were we gonna do? Keep being fake celibate priests? Yeah, because we're not into that, apparently. No. We are and like and I but I will also say, I feel like I've read some other books that are like the sex is more sacrilegious. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. There is a scene that we will get to that is like you're like, oh damn, um, <laughs> like oh okay. But like, I forget what book it was. There was one where like the the priest had like the prayer beads wrapped around his dick, mm. and then like why though? Because that doesn't sound like it. It's not like a cock ring. Why are you doing that for the texture? Yeah. I don't. Oh okay. I think it was for the texture. <laughs> You're like, what, for the texture? And I'm like, actually, yeah, I think that was. like, Oh, no. Okay. Maybe he liked the tight hold of the, I don't, I don't, I just remember being like, this is bringing prayer beads as a toy. Yeah. Um, feels like a slightly different situation to me. Yeah. Like, also, because that guy was, like, an actual priest. That does make it different. And this is, like, a bunch of dudes who are, like, listen, we're on a job. I'll wear this robe if I have to. Sure. I'll wear a collar. Who yeah. the fuck cares? But, like, it almost feels, while there are some sacrilegious elements, for sure, like, it just seems like some dudes that are staying in a church and fucking there's a warm hole available to them versus like they're all actual pastors right yeah because i feel like that one with the prayer beads like he's like 
they're like taking communion and he's like put it ah. there was a whole lot of like i was like ooh this one actually makes me feel uncomfy, uncomfy. yeah and this in an altered by fire i'm like you're just it just is fucking in a church yeah yeah Good for them but less like reciting the lord's prayer while you're coming kind of energy mm. you know what i mean yeah oh, even saying that just made me feel a little weird I did have a moment. Right? I see it on your face. Mm. So the next morning she wakes up and, well, it had been very sweet that Mace bought her all of those clothes. He had no idea what size she was. (laughs) And none of them really fit her. Um, But when she wakes up, I think Hawk had gotten her some, like, actual clothes that she could, like, train in, train in. And so he tells her to prep for training. (laughs) It's funny because they're like, okay, you need breakfast. Like, you need to eat. You need to keep your strength up. And Arson is, like, the cook of the crew. So he puts the food down in front of her and then, like, kisses her forehead. And, like, in this very sweet moment, but then kind of, like, realizes what he did and, like, looks confused at himself. <laughs> He's like, wait, what? And then it's, like, like everyone's like, did he just kiss her forehead? And Arson's like, did I just kiss her forehead? And then just, He's like, like, hold on. Hold yeah. on. So they've just put a note on the door to the church that's, like, closed for renovation. And then all of the training is in the sanctuary where um, Hawk has just, like, laid out a bunch of mats. And they are just, like, starting physical hand-to-hand combat training. Um, But she's also like, is all this necessary? Like, I know how to shoot. That's enough to keep me alive for a few days until all this is over. Right. And Hawk is like, what do you mean for a few days? And she's like well, my dad isn't going to stop sending people for me and I'll kill myself before I go back there. And, like, y'all's job is almost done. So, like, I kind of know my place and I know my role here. And, like... Yeah, I'm comfortable with that. Yeah. And she's... I know that I'm not that important. Yeah, and she's like, I don't really want to kill myself. But, like, I'd rather kill myself than... Right. ...be back under my dad's control because that's not going to end well for anyone. Um, Which, like, Hawk doesn't really engage with, but is like, okay. So they have, like, a pretty good training session... She's learning slowly, whatever. And then he's like, all right, you need to stretch or you'll be miserable tomorrow. So then he puts her on the the altar. He sure does. Um, to stretch her out everywhere. He's going to stretch her out everywhere. Because also. Because lest we forget, we still need to determine the girth of a prayer candle. <laughs> There are also ropes that he's, like, attached for the sake of stretching. I was trying to figure out where the ropes came from. Like, I don't remember where they came from. But I remember him tying her down, but I don't remember. He had them set up when he was setting up the training area. Mm. Seemingly for stretching. Sure. Yeah. Um, So he ties her to the altar, and all of her clothes are off at this point. And then she's like, put your robes back on. So apparently she's into the whole, like, naughty church fantasy. And she's like, put your robes on and fuck me. And he's like, well, you're already tied naked to the prayer altar. (laughs) Why not? Why not put my robes back on? So we then realize that Arson has been, like, in the upper balcony in the pews watching the training. So he comes down um, and... Starts, Hawk is fucking her. Arson comes up, puts his dick in her mouth where she, since she can't really move. And then she feels something at her ass, and it is indeed the the prayer candle. And she is so into this. Like, 
hawk, arson, and a prayer candle. All you need, apparently. I just, like, I struggle... I struggle with the prayer candle thing because if it's the ones that I'm thinking of, they are they have some width about them. And it concerns me. If it's like one of the tapered ones, like the long thin ones. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't think that's a prayer candle. Prayer candles are girthier, hefty. <laughs> have concerns for her so physical safety okay but here's that's not even the worst of it hannah i know so she has a rip roaring good time hopefully not a rip <laughs> oh sorry i'm so sorry i'm so sorry no i think that was lube yeah if not she drips enough that jesus wept <laughs> are those jesus's tears <laughs> Oh, my if, God. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, wow. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Um, they hear a thunk right as they're all orgasming. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> they turn to find um, a, a nun has Ooh. passed out. Sister Frances. Yep. Passed out, hit her head, yeah. I, no, I think she had a heart attack. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but they heard her Bible hit the ground. They don't actually know how long she was in there, but was she she died from the shock of seeing two <laughs> priests fucking a fully naked girl on the altar with a prayer candle. Where she's strapped up down. her ass. Yeah. 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 Oops. <laughs> and, like, Hawk is trying to do, like, chest compressions. But Natalie's like, or Natalie's like, I can't do anything. I'm still tied to the altar. <laughs> Was the prayer candle still in her hat? It may have been. (laughs) Help a girl out, y'all. She's like, I'm so sorry about Sister Frances, but also I literally can't move or do anything here. Ridiculous. So, yeah, Sister Frances, she real dead. Um, Rest in peace. We switch to Colt's perspective, and Colt and Hawk and Mace are all laughing on the ride to Sister Frances's house. They have her body buckled in to the seat next to them because they're like we're gonna stage her body so it'll look as though she had the heart attack at at, home at home right um but while they're all talking and just talking about like how good of a lay natalia is and all this stuff like they're like oh mace still hasn't fucked her yet and they're like what like wait what like thought we were all like taking turns essentially Mm -hmm. this was like i don't know like and they're like oh shit this man has real feelings for her Bless him. He's just trying his best. Um, but then Hawk is like, I order you to fuck her. Ew. Yeah. Like, you're part of this team. Like, I don't know. It's a weird yeah, yeah thing, right? Um, and But Hawk is also like, remember why we're all doing this. We need her to fall in love with us, not the other way around. And so I think, honestly, the order to fuck her is more of like a... I don't want you getting more emotionally involved. Like, just remember what this is and what it's not, right? Right. So, back to the church again now. And um, Wes, Weston, they call him West, is, like, failing at making coffee because he really only has one arm. And, like, because, you know, he got injured and then she stitched him up while he was impaling her. Um 
<laughs> oh. mm-hmm. And Natalia's like, hey, stop. I'll make you coffee. Like, go lay down. And then she realizes she still doesn't know how to make coffee. So she makes some hot chocolate instead. But then puts some, like, sleeping pills in there because she's like, he's in pain and he needs to rest and he won't rest. Like, it's not like a malicious mm-hmm. or vindictive thing. Um And so she puts the sleeping pills in his hot chocolate and then is, like, laying there and kind of cuddling with him. And it's just kind of like a sweet, subtle moment between them. And then when she is like, okay, he's passed out. He's finally resting. Good. He really needed it. And she, when she walks out, Arson is there and is like, like, Arson just knows all. He's, like, always watching, always waiting, right? Right. And so he, he, um like, brings up, like, the sleeping pills, and she's like, I don't really know what you're talking about. And then I don't really remember how it happens. He's just, like, an aggressive and impulsive person. Next thing you know, she's pushed against the door. He has a knife to her neck and is like, I could kill you right now. And then he fucks her against the door to Weston's bedroom Mm. with the knife against her neck Mm -hmm. the whole time. Mm -hmm. And at one point, the the knife nicks her neck a little bit. And, like, there's, like, a little blood trickling, and he, like, licks up the blood. Of course he does, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Big diesel energy, for Definitely, sure. Definitely, yeah. yeah. Arson, diesel. I feel like, what other names? Mm-hmm. I feel like there's, like, a very specific category mm-hmm. of character that, like, yeah, they all have that exact energy. Um, It's the chaotic, like, violent and then sometimes randomly very sweet and thoughtful, but it's so random you never know if they're going to literally fucking stab you or yes. like you're give like you a I'm more likely kiss. to be killed. Yeah. Like I will orgasm and then he will kill me is very right. much all of their energies. So yeah, he's like licking the blood away while they're orgasming and like they just have this like hot, chaotic sex. And then he just like walks away. Again, and she's like, this is not. I don't like that. Yeah. Yeah. And she, you can tell, like, she actually feels a little weird. Like, she was, like, super into the sex, but then is also like, ew, this feels a little weird. Mm-hmm. So when he just walks away, she's like, I'm going to go get some vodka and be alone with my thoughts. Um, Slams, like, a whole bottle of vodka alone. Because, you know, she has healthy coping skills. Sure. Yeah. <sighs> Alcohol is not a good coping skill. It's not. It can be an effective one. Temporarily. Temporarily. Yeah. But as a long-term coping method? No. Would not recommend. Don't drink to feel better. Drink to feel even better. (laughs) Oh, no. What was like a Reese Witherspoon movie that Uh, that's from? Not a good one. It was like a movie. Like, I'd heard that quote, and then I, like, watched the movie, and then I – the movie did not land for me. But I – I do appreciate the sentiment of the quote, right? Where it's right. like, don't drink to cope. Drink when you're, like, having fun. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, something that you're enjoying. In moderation. Like, yes, in mm-hmm. moderation. Because um, my husband and I have been having a lot of conversations about that when it comes to food recently. Mm. And being aware of, like, your mental state when you're eating right. food. Right, And um, that, like, food can, like, there can be a lot of pleasure in it and a lot of enjoyment in that, right? But also, when, like, our bodies struggle to break down and digest food as easily when we are having negative emotions Stress, and negative right. experiences, right? 
And so we've had a lot of conversations where I'm like, I really want to like crumble cookie one night or something like that. And he, I was like, yeah, but I know I shouldn't have the cookies. And he's like, listen, he's like, I don't give a shit if we get the cookies or not. But if we get the cookies, we're going to enjoy the cookies and they're going to be a treat. And we aren't going to like be upset with ourselves for like eating eating them. them. Right. He's like, that's not what we're doing. He's like, so if you can't eat the cookies and be happy about eating the cookies, you don't get any fucking cookies. (laughs) My my words, not his, right? Right. But it's definitely been like a perspective shift because I think it's so easy to be like, oh, I shouldn't have that. Or like, Mm -hmm. like, no, I'm accepting this and like, I like want to eat this and it is okay and I'm going to Mm -hmm. enjoy this and I'm not going to like ruin my experience of this food with unnecessary guilt that I'm putting on myself about Mm -hmm. it. So that's just a whole tangent about where I'm at in my life when it comes to food. Man, managing a postpartum body Mm. is a whole situation. I have a tough enough time just like managing my my appetite with my Mm -hmm. cycle because my appetite Mm. changes so dramatically with my cycle. I can't even imagine being postpartum and trying to deal with the hormones and oof. And enough calories so you can keep making enough milk, but then you're also like, yep. (laughs) If your milk depletes a little, you're also like, but don't get stressed that you're like making less milk because the stress is bad for your milk production. So you still need to be okay. And you're like, This is just so many moving pieces. I don't. Too much. No. I told my husband, I was like, there's a date on our calendar that I'm like, my goal is to make it to this date with continuing to pump. After that, I'm going to dwindle and then I'm going to celebrate that I've made it this far in the journey with getting a new tattoo. Oh, yeah. Yes. I was talking to a coworker because she just stopped pumping and she was like, yeah. I celebrated by scheduling a Botox appointment. I was like, hell yeah, girl. Good for you, babe. She's like, it feels a little vain. I was like, if that's how you want to so? celebrate, fucking do it. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. No. Good for you. I was, Live your best life. I'm like, your body did a miraculous thing. And if that's how you want to celebrate, you can celebrate. And I'm not going to call it a push present because the, the term push present makes me feel a little weird. <laughs> okay. My sister got a tattoo when she was done, like, nursing. And she's like, it's my push present to myself. And I'm like, can you just say you wanted the tattoo? Does yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know what it is. I'm like, this is 1,000% a me thing. There's zero <laughs> rhyme or reason to it. <coughs> if anyone who's listening has children and you're like, but I got a push present, good for you. Treat yourself. <laughs> I still want I still want the gifts. I still right. want the celebration. But there's something it's about the, the term, term that I'm just like – why does this make me feel weird? There's zero reason why it should, but it does. <laughs> Fair okay. enough. Um, yeah, so Natalia slams the whole bottle of vodka alone because she's not great at coping, as we know. And then she starts exploring the church. and So she's an adventurous drunk. She's one of those people that, like, gets drunk and is like, let's just – Go on an adventure okay. and like starts wandering. But I don't even know if it's that so much as like she doesn't have a phone. She like oh, she like oh she's bored. She's bored and just mm-hmm. kind of like meandering, trashed in a church because she has nothing better to do. That's fair. That makes um, sense. And she's like, I'm not. She's not gonna hang out with Arson. <laughs> she's not gonna hang out with Arson. She just drugged Weston. The other three guys are dealing with the dead body of the nun she killed from shock. Like. <laughs> So, but she finds a door that she's like, I don't know where this door leads, but it's locked. And she's like, Weston has all all of the keys. So she tries to sneak back into Weston's room to get the keys. And he wakes up. So she distracts him 
with a blowjob. As one does. Right? Gets the keys. I would call it a successful venture. <laughs> Good for her. She's, she unlocks the door and realizes they go down to, like, the basement. And when she gets down to the basement, she finds the actual priest for the church locked away. Because there was a new priest coming in. And they just locked him downstairs mm. in the basement of the church so that they mm. could take over. Sure. As you do. And I guess they were feeding him. He was alive enough. But she's like, oh, shit. I didn't know that the actual priest was here. Like, this is. I did mm. not sign up for this. Right? And then she hears more voices. And then what she, she like peeks around the corner and realizes Hawk and Mace are torturing Dimitri. Um, and mm. trying to get info. And so Hawk is like, just finish it. And he takes off to go do whatever. I don't even know. So, um, Natalia is still hiding and watches Mace shoot and kill Dimitri. Like, ex- like head ex- whatever exploded was the same thing that exploded in Kis- on Kiston when he died. Not right. Kiston. <laughs> I hate that fucking name so much. I don't. It feels me. It fills me with like a visceral anger. <laughs> um, but watching him get killed like brings up her recent trauma. She of, has a yes, touch of the PTSD. One thousand percent. I don't think she's aware that it's PTSD. Right. But it is. She pukes everywhere. I mean, she did just, like, slam a whole bottle of vodka by herself, and they describe her as, like, essentially being, like, 100 pounds soaking wet. Right. But her rack has never diminished. Of course not. Which I love. I love when they're, like, you could tell she was, like, damn near gone and had no meat on her bones from all of the coke. But her tits, though. Yeah. And I'm, like, but her tits just magically stayed several cup sizes too big. So I will tell you, I I have said before on the podcast, I'm I have a lot. Up top. And Grab them again, Hannah. I was covering them up. I was covering them up. <laughs> I have a lot up top. And um, when I was in high school, I was really sick and I was on all these different meds and I got really, really, really skinny, like mm-hmm. really skinny. My tits stayed huge. I was like, that was the only thing on me that stayed the same. Okay. It, that's, you know. I know that's not normal, but my my boobs don't ever get bigger when I gain weight or get smaller when I lose weight. They just are who they are. Low-key, I love that for you. Yeah. They just are who they are. Yeah. And, you know, like, that was one of those details in this book that I'm like, some male authors writing under <laughs> some pen names with this, like— I mean, could be still. In fairness, it could still be. Bevy of— <laughs> boobs um, <laughs> what's that one where she's like um it was some tumblr post maybe where this woman was like a man writing a woman is like um her breast bounced breastily upon, yes. upon coming down the stairs yes like those where you're her like nipples winked at me like <laughs> and you're like none of this is how these work but i will give them more credit because you have firsthand experience of being like no i actually yeah. Lost a bunch of weight and got really, really tiny, and my boobs still smashed. They did. Yeah. So we they will take looked that. even bigger because I was so small. So I looked ridiculous. Like I always looked like I was going to tip I was gonna over. Say, you're not a huge person in general. No. So, like, you losing weight, you were real yeah. small. I just looked like I was going to tip over all the time. <laughs> <laughs> like a strong gust of wind is all it would take. Yep. So she pukes everywhere, takes off. Mace obviously hears this, runs after her and catches her. 
And she's like, why do you guys even want me on the team? Like, this doesn't really make sense. And he kind of, like, sidesteps the question. He's like, come on, like, I'll tell you about Portia. So they, we switched to Mace's perspective. They're in his room. Um, did he, maybe, I think he told her some about Portia. I honestly don't remember. They fuck. They finally, they fuck. He follows orders. And his room has a lot of, like, the church... I don't know, paraphernalia. Yeah. Um, but there's like a cross, cross in right. his room. Yeah. And like he was like his his room is like the junkyard of all of the church paraphernalia, and there's a cross in there. And he ties her to it and they fuck, which I'm like, that is a lot for your first time fucking someone. It is, yeah. Kind of like what was that Megan Quinn book that you and I both read recently? Oh, with, with the, the blowjob. Fin- yeah, yes. with the finger up the ass the first time. That she, she gave ever gave him, him a blowjob. Job? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, it's just, it just feels like there should be a conversation beforehand at minimum, you know? Yes. Like, is this something you're into? Is it, if, if you're not already into it, are you open to it? Right. Is it something we could build up to? What are you comfortable with? Yes. 1,000%. Yes. Hard limits. Um, apparently, she's coming so loud on this cross that Arson and Hawk bust into the room because they think something is wrong. And then apparently when Mace walks out of the room, he, like, makes, like, a snarky comment in Hawk's ear about, like, did I follow your order? Like, something about, like, right. did I follow your orders or, like, I did – or, like, that was – that was because I wanted to and not – like, whatever it was. But right. makes a snarky comment to Hawk. Um, we then switch – I think we're now at Weston's perspective. There's too many guys, Hannah. There's just too many freaking guys. Um, <laughs> we sw- I think we switched to Wesson's perspective. He's catching shit um, while all of the guys are talking because they're like, you let her get the keys. And he's like, I was passed out on sleeping meds that she gave me and she was giving me a blowjob. Give me a break. Right. What do you want yeah. from me? Um. And then they're just kind of talking about, like, the logistics of the overall planning and how things are going. And Weston points out, he's like, so if if Natalia's dad has been using all of, like, the local churches for all of his deals and he's just likely to show up here anyway, then, like, why did we need to try and get her to fall in love with us, to, like, trust right. us so we could get all of this detail? And, and then Colt's like, yeah, let's just, like, officially bring her onto the team and, like, she can replace Portia which is, like, mm. not the thing to say. Yeah. Especially be – because I think, like, Colt cared about Portia, but I think, like, Hawk and Arson were, like, in, in love. love with yeah. Portia kind of energy. Um, And Hawk is, like, she'll never be Portia. And then he just says some, like, really shitty things about, like, her being a, a tool and that she's, like, a spoiled suicidal princess who's, yep. like, no good for anything. Um, Yeah, he just makes some, like, really – yeah, he's mean. Mean comments. Mm-hmm. And then they suddenly hear, like, well, not suddenly. They, they hear her approaching, and they hear footsteps. So they kind of cut, a, cut off the conversation. And when she walks in, Weston is like, she has a smile on her face, but it feels a little forced and a little contrived. And I feel like maybe she, like, heard more than Yeah, than we she's want. letting yeah. on. Yeah, because they, like, comments were also kind of made about, like, yeah, we, like, brought her in because we thought she'd be useful. And, like, she hasn't told us anything. And, like, mm-hmm what the fuck like and she's just like oh so um they're like all right weston you're leading mass and she's like yeah she's like i'd actually love to just like sit 
and listen and like be in the service. Like, okay, like Colt's going to sit with you and blah, 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 and make sure you're safe. And when they all go into the sanctuary, um, like Weston's walking to the front, just like kind of keeping an eye on her and is like, she seems off. Like something's not quite right here. And then as soon as she like gets to like the back of the sanctuary, she just like takes off out mm-hmm. the front doors and completely runs out. Like someone is like pulling up to the church. She like grab as they're getting out of their car, she grabs their keys, takes their car and like takes off and just goes off on her own adventure. And then that's where we like cut back to her. Right. Um, she like drives for like an hour and is just like alone with her thoughts. And then she's like, okay, like, gonna turn around she's like they they could have just asked me for info like it, mm-hmm. it it didn't have to be this way right um and she she hadn't made it a secret she wasn't a fan of her dad's she was willing to help them yeah like, all they had to do was say something and so she ends up before she ran out she like left a list of names of all of her dad's top men like on the back pew for them but she's like yeah i i w- would have been willing to help like mm-hmm. what it didn't th- th- this is shitty right um and so then she, like, pulls off on a side road where she's like, I just want to be alone with my thoughts for a few minutes. And then I'm, like, going to turn back around and head back. But another car follows her off the road. And it's not the guys. And her dad's men have been following her this entire time. So, I don't know. It's all a little bit of a blur. There's, like, they come. They shoot out her tires. She tries to fight them. She takes off into the woods. When she gets into the woods, she, like, finds her team of guys there and they're shooting back and they have her with them and um they're covering her and then um i think like a couple of the guys were in the woods with her then a couple of guys had gone because her dad's car had rolled up and they're like trying to get her dad and she grabs the radio and she's like if i know my dad this place is going to be swarming with over 200 men in like a matter of minutes and we gotta go and we gotta go and they're like why should we trust you? Or like, they're like, give the walkie talkie back to like arson or whoever it was. And she's like, I'm telling you, if you want to live, we need to leave. Like, right. This, this is not optional. If we leave, I'll, I'll tell you everything you want to know. Like, mm-hmm. bring me in. Let's do it. Like, I'll, I'll be a part of the team. I'll, I'll tell you everything I want to know or you want to know. They're like, okay. And then that's really where the book ends is. Mm them agreeing that she's going to be a part of the team. And it sets us up for the sequel. Yeah. Altered by Light. So I guess it was supposed to be a trilogy. And they never wrote the third one. (laughs) But then I was reading a lot of comments where people were like, yeah, with um, CM Stunick, it kind of tends to be like a chicken and egg thing where like, because I think you and I have had this conversation where we both tend to want to wait until a full series is out before we read it. Right. For the sake of cliffhangers and things like that. Um, And so we don't read them until all of them are out. But then I guess CM student tends to take more of like the, oh, we'll see if there's enough interest in the series before I'll finish it. Right. But then it seems like interest is lower because I think a lot of people are waiting for the full Mm -hmm. series to be out. And so then series don't get finished, but people really liked them. They just... It just yeah. kind of becomes that messy situation. So, because I think, like, Tate James said in, like, 2021 that they were going to finish it. And it we're now in 2023. Right. And it has not been finished. 
Well, in fairness, a lot of life can happen in a couple of years. So right. Maybe, there was a whole ass pandemic. There was a whole ass pandemic. So maybe we will still get it. Maybe in the future. Because I'll read it if it's completed. I'll still read it. Well, and I'm not going to. So the second book, Altered by Lead, I believe, is like Natalia has fully joined the team, like with, the, like under the actual, like company, like the, what is it? Birchwood? Something, something like that, where it's like mm-hmm. the actual security firm or however, whatever they're called, of mercenaries. And so then she's like, they're all out in Oregon living right. in this like 100-year-old hotel as she's like training. Um, and then on her first like actual like mission with them where they're – to see if she's like progressed enough that she's like a full-fledged member of the team – I'm just about to give you the cliffhanger oh, for sure. the second yeah. one because I figured you don't care. If someone does care, maybe stop listening. Um, <laughs> but, like, you read – like, and honestly, the whole second book is just more of, like, her inner monologue. And then she trains a little. And then she fucks one of them. And then she fights with one of them. And then she fucks another one. And her inner – like – Yeah. I wouldn't say – like, it's a nice follow-up to this one. And she also, like, at some point tells all of the guys, she's like, you need to try harder. And, like, my legs are closed until all of you actually, like. Good for her. Yeah. So, like, she has some personal development. But I feel like this one, I, while not a lot happened in this one, I feel like more happened in this one than in the yeah. second one. Even though there was probably the same amount of sex. There was a scene that I text Hannah about. this, <laughs> Which inspired our whole five dick conversation. Because <laughs> there is a scene where she is having sex or some sort of sexual contact with all five of them at yeah. once. Which the pressure to sexually service five men at the same time is. Well, and just the dexterity needed, honestly. <laughs> for your, <laughs> I mean, come on. Well, and I'm like, okay. You got three viable holes. Sure. And two hands. Yep. We, we ruled the feet out. We, we- ruled out feet. We've rolled out feet, y'all. If I had thought to take a video of Chelsea trying to mime out what it would what it would look like, I would have done that and posted it to our socials. But luckily for Chelsea, I did not think quickly on my feet. And neither I'm pretty did sure she. it would have got flagged and taken down. Anyway. <laughs> You're fully clothed. There was some pelvic thrusting and some foot <laughs> thrusting. It was a weird. There, okay, but I'll, so I'm not ambidextrous. I'm right-handed, right? So whoever ends up in my left hand is getting the short end of the stick, right? That's gonna be the worst, bl- not blowjob, hand job of your life. Yeah. No. No. Um. Oh, so the second one ends where they're like taking care of. Like some drug shipment that they're interrupting or something. And then another like super skilled team takes out someone. Is it Portia? It's not Portia. Oh. It is um Natalia's mom. Oh. Who like went missing six years before. Hmm. And then it, the cliffhanger it ends on is Natalia wakes up. And it's, like, a rival mob family that's actu- that are actually people that I think, like, put the hit out on her dad or something. I don't know. Like, her her mom is, like, standing by their car when she's, like, in 
they like trank her hmm. and she wakes up with the other mob family or huh. at, at their place. And that's all. That's where it ends. We're like, honestly, it wasn't a cliffhanger where I was like, oh, I got to know what happens immediately. It was one of those that I was like, yeah, you know, after reading that, I probably would have taken a break and come back at some point. Yeah. But it wasn't one where I was like, download immediately. I got to know. Right. So if a third book drops, I'll absolutely read it. But it's also not a third book that I'm necessarily like. On the edge for. Yes. Yeah. Because what? I think it was me and I. It was like the crime lord's captive or something like that it's like a whole series and i feel the same way with that where i like first one ended on a cliffhanger read the second one and i feel like that's the problem is like when like these like mob type books end on a cliffhanger you spend a lot of the second book resolving whatever right. that tension was right right and, and then you leave out the rest like new plot points to keep you invested for a third book yes yes and I feel like by I was getting really bored in that series almost by, like, the end of the second book. And then it was like the, ooh, and now all of the plot points are catching up for the mm-hmm. cliffhanger to get you on the third. And I was like, you know, I'll probably come back to this at some point. Yeah. Okay. It, it's happening. Yeah. Like I, I feel like when there are too many cliffhangers, I'm just like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but this one is a fun... Altered by Fire is a fun, ridiculous, over-the-top read. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. that's It was. Yeah. So much sex. It was one of those that's, like, technically dark, but it wasn't, like, when I read it, it wasn't a challenging read. Like, yes. it wasn't emotional. Yeah. But it was still, like, dark and edgy, but it wasn't. I wasn't emotionally invested in the story, so it was an easier read. If that I makes agree. sense, yeah. There are some that are like dark on a lot of levels, yeah. And I feel like this one was like just supposed to have more of that taboo because of the mm-hmm. religious aspect to it. But as we were kind of talking about earlier, oh, most of the sex wasn't like sacrilegious in itself. Right. Outside of, like, the prayer altar, the the altar and prayer candle. Right. Being, like, probably. The robes, being on the cross. But it wasn't, like, outright, we're doing this to be sacrilegious. It was, like, we just happen to be here. Yeah. <laughs> These happen to be the, the props we have available. We like props. This prop was in the room. Right. Less, yeah, more of that and less of like the, we're trying to be edgy and sacrilegious. Right. Um, what rating scale should we use? I was like, I was thinking prayer candles. God damn it. Oh. I have on my bookshelves prayer candles that have all of the golden girls. <laughs> I know you do. I have Kesha on my yes. mantle. I do. Yeah. It's a good one. Um, yeah, I really love the celebrity prayer candles. It feels like, is that sacrilegious? Probably, Probably. to some people. You know, touche. My parents are pretty conservative, and they're the ones who got me the prayer candles. Mm. So, I can take solace that they don't think that they're that bad. There you go. And they don't listen to this podcast. (laughs) Thank God for that. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Um, no, I think prayer candles. Yeah are one of the better options that we could go with here. I don't feel like anything else is overtly standing out to me. 
I was just trying to think if there was anything else. Like I mean, vodka. No. No. No, like I really feel like prayer candles are the obvious one. Okay. Um, kind of like when we were talking, when we recorded the last episode about like my soul to keep. I feel like there are a couple different, like depending on what, like if I'm, if I'm going for level of smut, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's a high, like definitely hit the smut. Yeah. If I'm going for like, really great plot probably lower if i'm going for an easy read it's probably a mid review yeah so i'd say like five out of ten okay ten out of twenty prayer candles i don't know how many are normally on that setup i don't know i'll say there are 20 i'll go 10 out of 20 prayer candles but you've also read this one i have i would probably agree i mean it was one that like it sort of felt like um I don't know, like one of those, not even fun-sized, the smaller than fun-sized Snickers or something where you eat it and you're like, this is good. And then two minutes later, you've forgotten that you've eaten it and it had like no impact. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was an enjoyable but forgettable yes. book. Yeah. Like it's definitely one that you're like, oh yeah, I think I read that at one point. Remind me what happened. And then you're like, oh, I know yeah. that one. Yeah, that one was fine. Yeah. Like it wasn't not, like oh my god I can't wait to reread it oh my god I can't wait to read the next one oh my god it was just but it like, also yeah. wasn't like horrifically memorable because of because it was like awful. because it was so bad yeah yeah so I think ten out of twenty prayer candles yep final offer accepted all right let us know how many prayer candles you would rate it if there's something else that you would use as your rating <laughs> system and don't forget to like and subscribe and we can't wait to see you soon. Bye, y'all. Bye. Well, that's it for this week's Mutt Sluts. We hope it was good for you, because it sure was great for us. If you're digging what we're doing, it would mean a lot if you'd take a minute to rate and review the show wherever you're listening right now. Maybe tell that sexy someone to lend us an ear. We love you. We appreciate you. And we'll see you next week. Stay smutty.